Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. But before I do that, I have an order of business. Um, If you've been listening lately, you should know that I'm starting a Patreon, that I have started, recently started, a Patreon. Um, I'm really excited about it, though, so that's why I, like, keep trying to get people on board um, because I'm putting together little mini solo episodes in which you really get like a glimpse into my personal life as a pro-dom and also a polyamorous person. Um, I'm putting erotica stories up there. Um, I'm putting up cool sexy pictures as well. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I'm trying to just let people know it is at patreon.com slash the bedpost show if you'd like to donate and get all sorts of premium content that's it i have a fantastic guest today we are continuing our uh series where i am interviewing the lovely professional dominance of the ritual chamber here in toronto so this is an episode where we are going to do exactly that. Please welcome to the mic, professional dominatrix, Domina Dolly. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It's so good to be here. I'm uh, very excited to have you here. Thanks. You recently told me that you were listening to some of the episodes. So I was like, oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, I really like your podcast. I've never really listened to podcasts before, actually. Um, I actually was on a podcast before, though. I just remembered um, for the people of kink radio. Teapock. Nice. Yeah, it was um, the final MBE, and I had just finished a couple of performances, mm-hmm. and um, they pulled me over and was like, let's talk, and I was super um, spaced out the whole time, and I don't even know what I said, so... <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> I blacked out, yeah. <laughs> I, I um, talked about rope, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure, rope. For um, sure, probably that was rope. the uh, event of the night and um and also in this building you told me a funny memory when you walked into this building because we're in my condo right now you had a memory of Of being here years and years ago um for guitars which is uh gta rope social which doesn't happen anymore but it was once a month on a wednesday and people would just gather in the basement and uh share rope skills and do rope for an hour or so and it was just nice in the basement of this building yes (laughs) (laughs) how did i didn't even know i lived in a kinky building well though i kind of knew like there's a (laughs) library and there's like a 
a like oddly large like gay erotica section. I'm like, okay. Nice. nice. <laughs> like a lot of like lit erotica. I'm like, wow, all right. That's sweet. Queer erotic fiction. Oh, sweet. I chose the yeah. right condo. <laughs> so, okay, you obviously have not been on my podcast before. Um and I would love to maybe start with like your origin story, how you kind of got into being a professional dominant. Um, and uh, yeah, let's why don't we why don't we start there? Okay, so um, this is kind of a long story, so Great. settle down. We're, yeah, we're, we're listening. <laughs> um, uh, so I have been I kinky, like actively kinky since. I was old enough to start going out to events, basically. And when I was in high school, all my friends started having sex, and I just, like, really wasn't interested. I was just like, mm, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I was having sort of intense, like, violent visual fantasies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm such a horrible person, and... Um, eventually dealt with that and realized, oh, this is a thing that people do and this is nice and fun and everyone's having a good time. So I decided to, um, explore those things. And when I first got into the scene, I was, um, primarily a heavy masochist and, um, like a couple years into that, um, I'd had to sort of back-to-back, like, pretty heavy consent violations, and then... Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. And, and unfortunately, it seems to, like, happen to... It, uh, it's all, very common. It's yeah, very common. All uh, feminine people. Yeah. Um, and, and other people, too. Um, but anyway, so I, I started having a hard time, like, playing with people that I didn't already know super, super well. Um, and it made it kind of difficult for me to do those things. And then, um, someone had asked me out to like go hang out and play and we didn't, hadn't really discussed what we were doing or anything like that. And I wasn't sure what we were going to do. And then I was talking to my partner, like, oh, I'm, I'm really nervous about this. Like, and, and I feel like some old stuff's coming up and whatever. And they were actually like, isn't that person like mostly a bottom? Like, why don't you top them? And then I was like, oh, I've never thought of that. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. That didn't end up happening, but uh, over the next couple of years, I just ended up really leaning into that. And I think, like, having control in those situations, like, really made it more possible for me to connect with people in the way that I needed to connect. Did you, when you were young, just going back a little bit, and people were kind of like, oh, yeah, like, sex is the shit. And they were like, um, okay, well... I Maybe felt, not for me. Yeah, I felt kind of left out. Like, I, yeah. I, like, wanted to understand, but I, at the same time, just felt very, like, disconnected from even getting it. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Just, like, a lack of, yeah, a lack yeah, of like, desire, ooh, not understanding, like a, yeah. and yeah. N- interest. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing. Yeah. yeah. At that time, were you aware that kink was... A thing, like yeah, a way that, that you could Im- intimately connect with people that wasn't exactly this 
idea of sex that everybody thinks of, like PIV sex. Yeah. Um, I was aware of kink as a thing since I was actually quite young, but for some reason it just, I didn't connect the dots, like, of having these, like, fantasies as actual kinky things, because I guess they didn't really seem like it. But yeah, eventually it was like, wow, I was so silly there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was so silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you go, when did you start kind of going to events and kind of understanding and seeing that this is, this is a way that you can play kind of in a, when we're talking about like sexual energy and intimate energy and connecting with people? Um, I think it was before... I turned 18 because um, when I turned 18, I had started going out to like some events and I was like slightly underage, um, which is bad. Don't do that. Um, but um, so I had already figured it out by then because I had started going out to the kink events to meet people to do these things with. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you first start hearing about, like, kink events? Did you have other friends that were into it and that brought you into um, that world? Well, so, I have family members who work at Northbound, and I worked at Northbound for, like, um, seven or eight years. Wow. Um, I did not know that about you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel especially silly about not, like, figuring it out that, like, oh, like, this is a thing that's happening. Like, I was going to an all-girl Catholic school at the time, too, so it was just, like, a bubble. Yeah. 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 I still have my, uh, kilt, if anyone wants to... (laughs) Buy it? (laughs) Or, or, like, have a session with me where I'm wearing my kilt to their, the teacher, but somehow I'm, I'm in charge. (laughs) I like how, I think one of the first, um, like, student teacher or, like, student school role plays I was like so inspired by like Ophira has a photo set where she's mm. the bully yeah like so she's like lunch money yeah, yeah I and love she's that. like oh yeah the school girl yeah. so kilt and all that stuff yeah. but she's still the dominant yeah. and I'm like oh way to flip the script yeah. I love that like you yeah. can be wearing a kilt and yeah. still be the dominant I'm like yes yeah yes. I really like those role reversals like um like littles as the person in charge and yeah or, like, secretary, though that hasn't been my specific thing, but, like, that could certainly be one, like, secretary, like, being the dominatrix of the CEO of the company or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like all that, too. Yeah. I feel like I've got my kilt somewhere, but it is splattered in paint. Like, for some, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I fucked up my kilt big time because I was, like, painting a lot at the time, and yeah. I would just, like, wipe my fucking brushes all over oh, my that's kilt. that's cute. No, that's nice. It's, like, punky. You can pull yeah. it off, like, the punky schoolgirl. I was a, in a ska band. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so your family is, like, leather people. Yeah, I was, um, I was thinking back on, like, childhood things, and, um, I remember, like, sneaking into my mom's room when I was a kid and, like, putting on all of her corsets at the same time and, like, just <laughs> tightening and tying them and, like, almost passing out. I don't know. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of them. <laughs> it's just overheating. It's just like, yeah, you need hydration. You need an yeah. IV hooked up I was to pretty yeah. little. I think I was, like, six or something. Oh I don't even know why they fit. Like that's very yeah. funny. Oh god. Um and okay, so 
what were the types of events that you started going out to the, at the beginning that kind of got you really like, okay, this is my, this is my scene or this is not my scene. Oh, so I, um, I had gone to a few events that, or like one, like one where it was okay. And then I went to the subspace, like the dance parties Mm -hmm. that also has a dungeon. And I just immediately happened to make some friends who ended up being some good, um, kink friends and part of the community for like a couple of years, um, there and just like immediately started playing and people just like accepted me with open arms really fast. It was like, it was a really beautiful, um, time for me. Yeah. Cause did you find otherwise, like in your, like at school or whatever, what kind of a person were you like at school? Oh, like high school? Yeah. Oh, um, I guess like I would just sort of mix between different groups of people. You're a floater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was okay. a floater. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, yeah, I've always felt kind of like a little chameleon in that sense. Like, I feel like I can just easily flow between people and... Are you a Libra? No. What's your sign? I am a Sagittarius. Oh, a Sag. I don't, I don't seem like one, I think, but... Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. Libra vibes from you. Oh, I've got a Libra Sag- Venus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're... Oh, gosh, I should have gotten you to bring my chart. <laughs> yeah. You're really into this, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'd love interested. to read your chart anytime. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm so interested. Okay, so you started going to all these parties and developing, like, certain skills. Did you find yourself kind of... Uh, figuring out your interests, like focuses for your kink? Um, yeah, so um, probably at my third ever event, I had I had done some impact playing stuff, and so at my third event, um, one of the friends I had made had hurt her ankle and said, I'm supposed to perform tonight, can you please step in for me? And I was like, oh, okay, wow. what, do I, what are we doing? What am I doing? And she was like, oh, we're just you're going to be suspended in rope and oh, uh, you just lie there. Just lie there. Don't worry about it. Which is not true, by the way. Like, don't just lie there. Um, and so, and I had never even seen rope bondage or even, or like, I probably had, but hadn't like internalized it in any kind of way. And so I go um, a little bit early to the event to meet this person. Um, and he gives me the whole thing. Like, you know, if your hands feel tingly, like, tell me and we'll adjust and blah 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 and um the time comes down to it and I'm suspended rope and it is amazing it was totally amazing I can't even describe like how it feels it is such a physical um euphoria I guess wow and um unfortunately the next day I had drop hand which is when you can't you get a nerve injury and you can't move your hand Wow. Yeah, it was okay. really frightening. So I had just gotten so like caught up in the moment. I was brand new that I just forgot about my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, and it was very dark and, and like lights and music and like disorienting. Okay, and, so you were probably subbing out. You're, yeah, like you're hard. Hard yeah. subspace. And, um, and luckily it, it came back. Um, and then... I had just, I spent some time just, like, doing rope more and more. Like, it didn't, like, deter me, but I was definitely um, more, more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And wanting to learn more about, like, how to be an amazing rope bottom. And then that sort of um, moved into wanting to be an amazing self-tire, because I don't like relying on people for things. 
and and learning how to tie through that and then about five years ago um going to my first rope class with um a bottom and learning how to tie and i um, i'm actually teaching my first workshop um in july at the Uh ritual chamber so it's it's been a really crazy and beautiful sort of full turn on that amazing or i guess that's a half turn like a 180 180. (laughs) yeah so 360 (laughs) (laughs) sounds a lot like math i don't know Um, (laughs) so oh my gosh i'm i'm very kind of impressed at your like resilience and strength for when like you were a rope bottom and suffered an injury Mm -hmm. but you were that didn't like phase you in wanting to kind of continue bottoming for rope and finding out more and more about rope that's amazing yeah like i i went to my doctor and was actually like this is what's happened and he's like it'll probably come back like in a couple of days and it did um was it just like so you said lack of feeling in your hand uh, like just um could you move it I could move my arm. I couldn't control what my hand was doing. So wow, it was just kind is, of limp. That is scary. Yeah, that is it was very really scary. frightening. Did um, you call the dude? Like the, oh yeah, your top yeah we and... talked a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I, I had also had a part of that too. Yeah. Um, you and, were and just and thrown went, up on stage yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely knowing nothing <laughs> about, um, being suspended before. That's kind of dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, it was, like, brand new and yeah. just, like, so excited. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't do that anymore, either. I think we were all very, like, new relatively. And I, especially. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So don't do that, kids. Yeah, don't. Yeah, if someone invites you up on stage to fill in for somebody for a rope suspension, <laughs> as a rope suspension bottom, yeah. just be like, not tonight, Satan. Um... <laughs> Or at least just meet them ahead of time a couple of times and they'll, they'll take the time to learn, teach you about being a rope bottom and the teamwork associated with that. Um, cause it's very much a team activity. Um, like you cannot see, ner- see nerve injuries happening. The only yes. person that you can rely on to tell you or know what's happening is the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big part of it. Maybe, do you have some things you can tell people? Like, what, as a bottom, if you're looking at being suspended, because I feel like a lot of people now have seen, like, with Instagram and with all that, like, I'm, I follow a lot of rope people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. like, was watching a lot of, you know, suspension videos mm-hmm. and pics online and stuff like that. What are some things to do if you're looking at bottoming for rope suspension? Okay, so... Yeah, so you want to meet with a person a couple of times before you're being suspended. Occasionally, people will suspend somebody on the first time, but it's usually somebody who's been an experienced rope bottom for like a couple of years, probably, and the rope top is also very experienced. Um, And it will go really slowly. So if you ever meet someone who's just like, yeah, I'm going to slay you up there, obviously that's not good. Um, So... After meeting them a couple times, you'll you'll do groundwork first, um, and and when you're doing that groundwork, try to um, think about it, it's it like yeah, it's really easy to get lost in subspace. So try to think about how can I communicate things that are happening to my body um, while I'm in this altered state, um, and it's hard to explain to people what's happening to your body. Surprisingly, so it's good to get practice. Um, and and what else I'm looking and and the the person you might be looking at like should 
be like quite obviously like um, doing rope often and and good at it and part of the community. Like if anyone's trying to like so like oh, vet my... vet the person. Yeah, definitely yeah, vet out yeah. the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go to a stranger's house. Of course, yeah. That yeah. you just has no <laughs> presence whatsoever anywhere, and you have yeah. no way of checking checking yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like you, people do get a lot of messages like, "Hey, I would love to try rope. Like, can yep. I come and meet you somewhere and let's have a coffee or whatever?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, it's a thing you could go to the Toronto Quebecu Salon. They're um, teaching classes and having fun little workshops, and lots of people go there and have good experiences. Yeah, and I feel like if you're if you're um, doing some ties on the ground, like without suspending. Is it safe to say that you can be experimenting with positions that are comfortable for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. before you actually get in the air, you can be like, okay, like this one. Great. Let's do that one when we do the suspension. Um, is that s- similar? Um, does it translate? Uh, sometimes, not always. Like, I think when you're on the ground, um, you might find some some kind of position being like really weird for you. And it's probably going to be an issue later on. I don't think um doing things on the ground it um that works out really well like as a good position necessarily always translates into a suspension Mm -hmm. yeah so what what are the ways that we can then communicate what's happening to our body even though we're feeling a little spacey um so actually like a good way to practice is like imagine you're upside down and your top is like sometimes on your left, sometimes on your right. And, um, you know, how do you say, oh, like my, and you, you don't even have an understanding of what orientation you're in sometimes. And it's like, how do you say, oh, my, my left arm is, is going numb or, or whatever. So it's just good to try to practice. And it's something that you really develop with the top because communication is so different for everybody. I think it just needs to be fine tuned between, um, those the, the two, two people. people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, sorry. No problem. Um, yeah. So it's something that just the two of you need to yeah. figure out. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, there's just general things that could apply to everybody. Like, like just figure out the way you're going to describe your orientation. Maybe the hand that's going numb is just like you're going to um, open and close your hand with that one. Like, that would be a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Unless you can't, because now there's a physical problem. You know, you can just say, I need to be taken down right now, How mm-hmm. about, like, instead of trying to adjust or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Or just a straight up safe word where you or don't signal, even, yeah, yeah you don't you even, even talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can just say watermelon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. So you're realizing that you really like topping rope and whatnot. Yes. And then what happens between then and actually being a part of a house or... Were you independent dominatrix first? How did you actually start out? Oh, so, um, again, early on in my journey, I was seeing someone and they, um, they were like the sort of, not the land, the super of this building. And, um, sometimes we would play in this person's apartment with their permission, but it was actually a pro-dom. Oh, And I just sort of had the inclination since then. And then now, like five or six years later, I just, like, decided to move on it, finally. Like, just everything kind of 
um, worked out that way in my life. And I'm glad I didn't do it earlier, although she had offered it to me. I don't think I would have been ready, but I, th I feel ready now. And I just, it just all like feels right now. Okay. And I um, had just known Sherzad for a while and just contacted her and was just like, I just wanted to talk to her about it in general. Um, just like, you know, if I were to do this, like what would be involved? Like, I just want to hear your mind, your, uh, mind I guess on that yeah and um and then she just offered me a job and I was like oh oh let's do this like I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> and how long ago was that oh um it was the summer of this year so in uh this summer will be a, a full year yeah, of doing that yeah so summer of 2018 Yes. We're in 2019 yeah. currently. Yeah. I'm having issues because I'm like doing my taxes like for yeah. two years yeah. back. So I actually wrote like 2017 on a form like oh, no. yesterday, yeah. <laughs> like like a yeah. trying to figure yeah. out the first the actual date. Uh, <laughs> amazing and okay. Well, now that we know how you got there, let's take a little bit of a break. I feel like, and then we will um, talk more rope. And I know we have a couple other topics uh, as far as doming goes that we'd like to hit on. Mm -hmm. So let's do that. And we will be right back with Domina Dally. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Provocateur Images is the official boudoir photography studio of Bedpost. To receive 10% off your next studio session, use the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T. For more information and to see the gorgeous shots that are possible at this studio, check out provocateurimages.ca or follow them at provocateur underscore images on Instagram. everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Domina Dali. Hey. <laughs> and um, we had an interesting thought just kind of on the break off mic because in the podcast, like if you're a regular listener of this podcast, I talk about bottoming and subbing like a lot, even though I am a pro-dom. And I had a lot of people like that were very surprised when I started professionally doming because they're like, aren't you 
I'm like, well, I'm a switch. Thank you yeah. very much. But yeah. um, we also, so far on the episode, I've talked about you being a bottom, a rope bottom, mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm thinking what kind of makes sense is to talk about then how bottoming um, in lifestyle bom- bottoming has informed your professional doming. Oh, yes. So um, I think, like, when I was having difficulty playing because of those experiences, like, the fact of not being able to do that or have that was, like, very painful. And um, what I love about doming is, like, I get to give people the space to be that, be what they need to be, experience what they need to experience. And for me, that feels, like, very healing in its own way for them and for myself. Um, yeah, for me, I'm like, if I don't sub or bottom for a while, like I'm like, for my mental health, like my, for my well-being, I'm like, I need to do this thing. So I understand (laughs) the need of subs hiring a pro dom to do the damn thing and how valuable a service it is that we offer. Not to mention like all the nuances that I know from being a sub and being a bottom that I can bring that into scenes. Yeah, um, like, I've had sessions, like, where sometimes I think about them, like, months and months later, and, like, I could almost cry, like, for how beautiful these, like, moments felt to me. Yeah. Um, one time this woman came in, it was actually my first session, and um, her email said um, she was doing this as a self-punishment. Interesting. Um, so just from there, I was I was just, like, I, I felt like I understood what she like needed on a deep level and like I mean it's kind of obvious at the same time but like on a more um deep level just like where to go with it and and how to give her what she needs so um we just did a like a really good impact play scene and um it got pretty heavy and that's what she wanted and um about somewhere near to the end, I, I said to her, like, when when we're done here and you've paid for what you've done, and without me knowing what she had done, um, you can forgive yourself. And she just, like, started bawling. And I was, like, behind her, like, hitting her, like, just like, oh, yes, you <sighs> cry, please. Cry like, <laughs> <no>, baby. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, quiet, like, not alone, but, like, <laughs> I would have been saying. Um, And that's, yeah, and I feel like that's a nuance that maybe a lot of doms would not completely understand. Yeah. Having not done it themselves and been in that place themselves. I mean, that used to be how, like, that it used to be done that you would have to, in a lot of houses, you would have to sub first or, like, pro sub first. And that would be, like, your apprenticing. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then before you could be a pro dom. Nice. Do you believe that you should, like, for every implement that you use, you should be trying it on yourself first? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, And just from my experience, I feel like I... I've done everything besides things to penises. Yeah. Like, I've experienced every single thing. Yeah. Um... Like, and like how like like anything. being on either side yeah. of it, doming or yeah. subbing, like that is experienced gain. Yeah, totally. Using yeah. a certain implement or doing a certain type of role play or Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all just gonna add to your Yeah, and, and yeah, like even pro doms who aren't switches, like 
should definitely do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just to know. Yeah. Especially if you really like, yeah, for stuff like impact, it's like, you need to know what you're delivering. So where do you feel like your inspirations, um, where you get your inspiration from as um, you're pro-doming? I, I love when clients send messages that like have lots of options and not all of them are necessary to hit, but I, I love when I can like craft these scenes that hit all of them and, and not just to get it done, but like, it's part of the narrative. It's, they all have their moment. Um, and, and other inspiration. I don't know. I just get like, like back when I was a teen, I just get like these horrible, like violent images in my head all the time. I'm sorry if that scares you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Martin Luther King had the same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. That's what the, he had a dream. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's what the internet said. Anyway, but, oh, yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. you you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> so, in what are your favorite things to do as a pro dom? Oh, um, what are your specialties? Well, rope. Well, rope. Um, yeah. I think any sessions that require connection I love connecting with people even if it's just for an hour like when I'm with you you have 100% of me um even though you may never see me again um any sessions that like are around pain I really love because it's just something that I really get and I really understand Mm -hmm. um what are what are the types of pain that you do because you have some I like, you have some yeah. fine skills oh, as a dog. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I I like doing needles. I really um, lately am inspired by doing micro bondage with needles. Mm-hmm. I'm actually explain playing... explain that. Ooh, so um, basically, you just put like needles on somebody somewhere, like on a limb or something, and um, take some tiny thread or maybe dental floss or something, and tie it off to something else and make them hold it oh I love predicaments too like they have to like hold their hand up and their hands getting tired and now it's pulling on the needles and like ah (laughs) and like "Ah." (laughs) amazing wow I'm see I'm not a needle top so that's all new to me and very interesting that you can like tie little like little fishing line from the needle to the other needle and like yeah, and then it's predicament bondage. Yeah, one of my first scenes uh, that I did privately after, like, many, many workshops, actually, I was lucky to find a bottom who would just, like, go to all these workshops with me, and we never, like, specifically had played yet, but we would just go to workshops and have fun, and then finally I felt ready to, like, do stuff, and um, we went to a party, and I um, put just four needles in his chest, which is not very much. Um, and just had him seated on the ground and, um, against a metal grate and, um, tied his arms up. So he was sort of stuck there and micro bondaged his teeth with dental floss to his, um, chest needles. So his his head was teeth to his chest needles. (laughs) Yes. And, um, that is so creative. Oh, thanks. That is, yes. Um, so yeah, his head is like down. Yeah, and he it, he can't move his head up without it hurting. And now I'm like hitting his thighs with like a cane, and he's like 
uh, struggling and like moving around and like just getting super overwhelmed and um, sensory overload. Yes. (laughs) That's very creative. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Oh, gosh. And then I kind of love and hate this question. What is Uh your doming style? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. But from your, so from your experiences as a bottom, as a rope bottom specifically, or like heavy impact bottom, how do you feel like that does inform your doming style? Like you with all, all your years and years of experiences behind you. Um, I just love, I love giving people the space they need, um, to be seen. And, um, I'm just a real person. Um, and yeah, that's, that's why I have trouble with that question too. Yeah. What's your style is because I don't necessarily have like a dom dom persona yeah like my persona like pim is my actual uh, name is, i am i'm bringing who i am here me yeah. too i'm bring, i'm like my persona is that i'm Real. a multifaceted <laughs> actual person walking around when yeah. i'm not in a scene so yeah. i'm like okay well my style is like the aspects of my actual personality yeah. so like i'm fun i'm playful yeah um i'm cre- i'm creative you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, what would you say about yourself? Um, I think as a dom, I'm very empathetic. And I like to give people transformative experiences where they feel um, they've either learned something about themselves or have grown in some way. Yeah, I afterwards. feel like actually, yeah. yeah, okay, that makes so much sense when you've told me you've had some trauma. Yeah. That makes complete yeah. sense that you would want to hold space for healing people. Yeah. Helping yeah, people. Yeah. Um, and that I think that's primarily why I'm attracted to this. Um, and, like, another person that I see, um, they identify as non-binary, and they can't do... They can't be themselves out in the world. Um, so the time that we spend together is when they get to do that. And I feel so honored. Um, yeah, it's just really special to me. Yeah. yeah. And that I'm sure a lot of people connect with that. Cause a lot of people are not like they're kinky. You're not your kinks. Most yeah. people can't like be displaying their kinks proudly yeah, totally. out in the world. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, say if you're into if you're into specification, so true. Yeah, totally. You, you know, you that's one of the only places you can experience that yeah. is with a, a dom. So that's a huge service. Yes. To provide for people. Yes. Yes. We're doing the God's work. We're doing. <laughs> we're doing the Lord's work. Oh. <laughs> Putting needles and attaching them to people's teeth and all that stuff. Because I saw. Oh my God! I, that the post where you like you like wrote your name in yeah. needles. I was like, that's your mind, bitch. Oh, no, sorry. No, I the real me is coming yeah, out. It's recorded. Oh, no. Now the world will know. <laughs> so, okay, let's bring this uh, this conversation back around to rope. Because oh, yes. after, okay, this whole journey that you've told me about, 
you are now going to be teaching yeah. a rope workshop at the Ritual Chamber. Yeah, so this will be perfect for people who are brand new to rope um, or who have wanted to explore rope for a long time and they're not sure where to start because it can be kind of, it can seem really complicated and um, inaccessible. And I think this workshop will really make it feel really accessible and you'll really understand like the basic elements, which are the building blocks to literally every other tie you're ever going to do in your entire life. So like you're um, learning like certain knots that just I, I literally know nothing yeah. about rope. I'm a hundred percent not a rope top at all. So I will be at yeah. the workshop. Yay! Um, <laughs> I'm so happy. When is it? When? It's, oh, it's in July you know? 28th. In July. Yeah, it's, okay, it's great. quite a while away. But, July yeah. 28th, 2019. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and what will we... Okay, can you give us like a breakdown of... I don't know if you've done like the lesson plan oh, yes. yet. I'm Have very you, yes? type A about like <gasps> oh, so many okay. things. Um, so tell, tell, yeah. let's break it down. What are we going to get out of this so workshop? So we are going to cover... Um, we're, we're going to have a frank discussion about why we are attracted to rope, like, all together as a group, because I think, um, and that's how Shurzad teaches, I notice. Like, we all bring stuff to the workshop. Like, she's primarily teaching us, but I think we all have things to learn, and, and new things can come out of it. So then we are going to cover safety, like, um, just different parts of the body to avoid, what the risks are when you're engaging with this, um, and then we're going to do some activities around... Um, helping bottoms speak and the Great. teamwork uh, aspect of doing rope with somebody. Great. Um, and then after that, we're going to do a single column tie, and we're going to do a knot called a Somerville bowline, which is a non-collapsing knot, so because you don't want them to cinch on the body. And this, this uh, tie is essentially... What, whatever, like 90% of ties comprise of starting with. Great. Um, so yeah, that's one of the basic uh, building blocks with that. And then we're going to cover um, attaching, like what you can do with just a single column tie, and then that's going to move into double column ties, and then um, just some stuff you can take home that night and do right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and one with a neat little trick. So that usually makes the crowd happy. Makes <laughs> the crowd happy. They need a takeaway. <laughs> yeah. What types of rope? There are lots of materials that rope can be made out of. Yes. Right? What do you prefer to work in? What are the different types for? Like, if we want to experiment with rope, where do we, what rope do we buy even? Um, well, you can get dental floss for very tiny things. Um, you don't want to um, secure those tightly onto anything like especially like toes and fingers like you know don't do that that's bad you also want to get scissors before buying rope uh safety scissors so you can instantly take it off if someone's having a panic attack or whatever the reason Mm. um then there's natural fiber ropes and non-natural fiber ropes um non-natural fiber ropes are like things like um nylon, mm-hmm. um, which you can just get at Home Depot or Dom Depot, I guess. And, Dom um, Depot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All and your Dom needs. Yes. Um, they should, they should get on the advertising. Yeah, should, I'll approach them later <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll do a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and um, those are really good for when you are going to be messy because you can just throw those in a, 
and a thing in the washing machine in a little bag, and they're they're clean later. Where okay, like cool. non natural fibers are like you cannot really clean them without destroying them. Um, and so non natural fiber robes are like jute or hemp, and um, myself and the probably the majority of riggers use jute. Um, you can get that online at um, Mainawashi on Etsy. A lot of people use that guy. Um, or the salon sales rope as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the properties of jute? Is it like a little coarser? So like it... Um, jute is... Like so definitely it holds coarser. a knot better? Yeah, it, it like, definitely does hold a knot better. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, nylon is hard to hold knots with. Or it's a little slippery nylon if yeah. I'm picturing it, right? It's yeah, kind of totally. plastic like... Like, yeah, yeah, it's like shiny and shiny, yeah, yes, smooth, yeah. and yeah, it's it's very hard to hold knots with, but yeah. it, you know you can still use it for stuff. Um, and Jude holds knots; it it adheres to skin well. Um, what else? What about silk? Because I feel like in a lot of sex shops you see silk rope. Yeah, I like it's that Japanese too. silk rope. Yeah. Like, I think a that's... shibari Japanese shibari silk rope. Like it, like <laughs> you know, that's the marketing. It's like, yeah. I think that's just for making it sound. I'm not really sure. I think it's it's just like uh, for people who maybe like sensation a lot, like soft, right. silky sensations, maybe. And and rope can when that's that's a cool thing about rope too. Like in general, like as a practice. Um, there's so many different different approaches to it. Like it can be a painful experience. It can be a sensual experience. Um, whatever, right? So yeah. if you want maybe a sensual experience, go get some silky rope and rub it along their body, mm-hmm. all sensual like. Which is not my. It's not one of my skills, by the way. <laughs> sensual domination. No. no. <laughs> Um, yeah, so probably not the most practical type of rope. No, yeah. Don't, like, suspend with... No, no, definitely not. Silk yeah. or Yeah, I, I would say, like, the majority of rope you'd probably find in a sex shop um, is I, I, overpriced and not... Pr- like, if you want to eventually uh, work up to suspension, like, you cannot suspend with it. Yeah. And as far as suspension, is that something you can, like set up fairly easily in your home like i i'm fortunate enough to um have a point in my home which i installed when i got there um well not not just me me and my partner set it up yeah um but you um no i I would say most people can't have access to that so you would have to go somewhere like the salon yeah or or oasis uh people use the um the sex swing thing. Yep, that's true. Um, yeah. Or go to a dungeon. Yeah, like, go to a dungeon. Like the ritual chamber. Yeah, they have one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we got one. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? What have you done to kind of think up the lesson plan for your for your workshop? Like, where did you... How did you know what you want to present to people? And why do you think the things you are presenting are going to be important takeaways for people? Um... Well, a big part of what went into the workshop was um, my own journey and and how I began to understand um, the different elements. And I would say my tying style is um, not entirely improvisational, but a lot more improvisational than most people, where a lot of people um, have a very strict way of doing rope where I I feel like I've I've come to understand the, 
the nerve pathways on the body enough to um, create ties and not just run along with them, but um, um, test them out and and see how safe they are and and kind of make my own things and and that ha- that's happened over like the span of years. So back to the workshop, um, I've just broken down those things into like these elements that um, inspire my ties and. Um, and, and just to make it really accessible for people, because I, I don't think a lot of people want it to be, like, a very strict thing to follow. Yeah. I think that's where we lose a lot of people with it. Yeah. And I think it's it's not as fun when we're just like, oh, we're just doing it like this, and, like, that's it, you know? Like, yeah, that's the yeah. only option. Because yeah. there's not one right way to do rope. Well, there's a bad way to do it, but... An unsafe <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Which I'm sure you'll cover... Especially, yeah. that's another thing I feel like is just going to bring your experience of being yeah. a rope bottom and having an injury from yeah. doing a rope scene. Like, yeah. you're going to then perpetuate as a dom oh, yeah. in your workshop. I'm yeah. sure safety will be a really big focus. Yeah, I have a lot of, like, scary stories. That didn't happen to me personally, but, like, will inspire fear enough into the bottom that they will <laughs> they will communicate, you know? Good. Because I, I think a, a lot of bottoms, um, for some reason, in the middle of a... Se- um, not necessarily a session, in the middle of a play session or whatever... Um, don't want to say something's wrong, and I, I really need you to say something wrong. I do not consent to injuring you. I don't... It's never going to kill the mood for me. Like, a lot of rope is, is like, just dealing with problems, and maybe that sounds boring, but it's actually so fun for me. I'm like, oh, oh this is happening, and then now we've got to quickly fix this and think of a new problem and new way to fix it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, troubleshooting, yeah. like, yeah. on the fly. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I love... That, that's one of the things I love most about tying people, actually. Yeah, when I'm watching, like, I've watched a bunch of suspensions. I'm yeah. clearly not a rope top myself, nor bottom. I've never been suspended, Ooh. actually, myself. <laughs> want to be my... Want to pop my cherry? Um... <laughs> Honored. Are you blushing? Yeah. Are we flirting? Uh, um, yes, everyone. We're, we're, for people who can't see, I'm blushing. <laughs> um, but what you, what I have seen from like witnessing scenes, like suspension scenes, like that is exactly what's doing. Like the dom, the the rope top is like buzzing around. Yeah. Like fix this, do that, do this, do that. Yeah. Like it's it's like a flurry of activity. Yeah. Where you're, you know. I'm like, you tell me what's going on in your head, but like, I'm assuming it's like that kind of problem solving, fix this, fix that. Okay. Like get them not in a position for too long where there's not too much stress on one part for too long. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like, I, I feel like I do really well at high pressure environments, not like medium or low, just high pressure. And like, that's when I thrive and I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's just the way I am. Um, like I can sometimes be anxious, but then it's like, oh, we're having a serious problem. Like, okay, I'm ready, everybody. Let's go. Like, uh, let warm me up. Like, I don't know. Um, Tag me in. Yeah. Let me in, coach. <laughs> Where's my gloves? I don't know. But um, so yeah, so dealing with all the problems, it just I feel like I'm I'm buzzing. I'm I'm getting kind of I guess high from it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like a machine that is working really well um, and holding all these different variables in my head at the same time. Even just like going back to um, creating scenes for sessions, it's like I I think about like, I I over-prepare for things and it can be tiring, but... um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but I love crafting scenes. So I think about like almost every variable, like we're going to do this and this is all the variables that could happen with that. And that could like lead into this. And then I'll, I'll move with that depending on what's happening. So it's just, and I enjoy that. And maybe that's weird, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure once you get in the room, it's always like, yeah. you've got to improvise a bit, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Because yeah. things are not going to run exactly. But yeah, you that, but oh, but no, as no, you're no, saying, yeah. you've you've planned like uh, so many different <laughs> avenues, <laughs> and I, I enjoy like I enjoy like imagining how the person is going to react when I do this or when I say that, um, and I just like that I enjoy that and or seeing like something new happening that I didn't plan for or yeah. um, and I, I just want them to have a good session. I think that's why I plan so much because yeah, they deserve it and. So do I. I love having great sessions, but yeah. yeah. What do you get most requested for? Is it row? Um, or what's your mo- your scene that you do most often? I I feel like all my scenes have been super varied. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, just like all over the place. I have a tickling one tonight. I'm really excited. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love know. That. I'm super excited. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, because as you kind of mentioned, like kind of what you your kind of personality growing up you're like I'm a chameleon I can yeah I can float in between a bunch of different kind of like roles and people and situations and and yeah all of that so I imagine that's hugely like a really great thing to have as a generalist pro dom yeah yeah you can do yeah you can do so many different things for people exploring like just exploring everything possible like Mm. just humans and their reactions and all of that yeah yeah what's your favorite thing about being a pro dom oh um i feel like i've said this a hundred times but like the the giving people space thing like giving people space. it's so important yeah it's important enough to mention multiple times (laughs) it's true (laughs) because as somebody who's been a bottom and been a switch like that's something that's very very important yes and even if it's not like on that like kind of sacred level for people it's still like how often do you and one other person in a room like even if it's just for an hour like are the only thing that you two are worrying about like the phones are off like no one is knocking on the door (laughs) you know what I mean like where you two are alone in a room giving your absolutely undivided attention to each other like how how amazing yeah beautiful and precious and important that is even if you're not seeing seeing it as like a healing experience as a bottom that you're you know a client booking a dom like it's still the attention that you're yeah. The quality time the is just It's also just priceless. like really fun, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. On a whole other level. Yeah. Like come and play. Like I remember like um after my first and second session, I was so high and like buzzing after. I crashed so hard on the way home and I almost felt like I was gonna vomit. Like I was just like so like ri- riding it so high. I was like a maniac. Like <laughs> I was a maniac. I was so like full of adrenaline and like oh I just felt amazing and then yeah, yeah I crashed really hard and it was like physical. Like, I didn't actually vomit, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'll 
just get I off need, here. I need, I'll just get off here and walk the rest of the way. I need people to feed me juice. Like <laughs> Yes, yeah. Speaking of, what do you do for self-care? Oh, um, there's definitely like do a you have juice routine? and cookies. Like, <laughs> juice and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> juice, cookies. Um, just getting into like relaxing clothes and yep. um just like watching whatever. Sometimes I'll write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like reflecting on the scenes a lot and and taking what I can from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes yeah. yeah. I need to yeah. Cleaning the space is like also therapeutic for me. Like oh, direct- I wish it was for me. I'm like oh, <laughs> you hate <God>. it. You going to take off my corset already? <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. Anyway. Because I feel like there's things you can do in the moment, like right after, right Mm -hmm. after the client leaves, you know, what can you do then? And then once you get home, what can you do there? Like, like you, you know, you need to do enough to get you home. Yeah. Like, like, uh, for public consumption, like, cause you are going to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I need like, I need a I don't want to vomit on the subway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to like. Thankfully, so, I've gotten better at it, and I, I haven't had that uh, same experience. Yeah. Why do you think that did happen? Like, and what are you more conscious of? I was just so, that it doesn't happen uh, anymore. So full of adrenaline. Like, yeah. I was just so full of adrenaline, and um, I I think I've just gotten better at um, taking care of myself. Yeah, um, yeah. Where I was just like so focused on them the whole time, and. Um, now I'll, I'll sometimes like pack some cookies so I'm like have some sugar right away. Have something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. Good. Put a juice box in here. <laughs> yeah, like dildos, whips, uh, juice box. Yeah. Juice box. <laughs> also juice box. Yeah, that's a good thing about yeah. yeah yeah having a locker in the space. Yes. It's like you could put some snacks in there, whatever you need. Yeah. I oh, uh, I love that moment uh, when we were there at um, that day we were all hanging out. And I'm sorry to throw you under the bus, Mistress Ophira. But, uh, <laughs> it was super endearing and cute, though. Um, so we we're all we're all cleaning out the lockers and stuff, and um, all of the bottom lockers are filled with shoes, and they're all Mistress Ophira's. <laughs> it was really it was amazing. I thought Four it was beautiful. lockers. It was beautiful. All the shoes. <laughs> Clown car shoes, like like I couldn't even imagine how they all fit in there. But and one locker was full of snacks from oh, Lady snacks, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> They're like all like probably expired. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I did. I I ate uh, something and it was expired. But yeah, it's yeah. fine. It was Me good. too. Expir- yeah. Expiration dates aren't real. Yeah, they're yeah. Fake. <laughs> they're canceled. Yeah. Oh God, good old Lady Henry. Um. Okay, so finishing off our episode here, um, I guess I'd like to ask you, like, if you could, if you could change people's minds about what they already think in their head about pro-doms, what could you say that would, you know, let people know what it's really about and what it's really like for you? Um, I would say if I could change anybody, everybody's mind, um, about what pro-doms are doing is, um, I think we all seem like we're very, like, luxurious and, um, (laughs) evil and all of that. 
Um, and we're, we're real people and, and the good ones, um, and those people might exist, like maybe they do. Um, but I think the good ones are people like us and like people at the ritual chamber who, um, actually really care about what's happening in the session are bringing 100% to the session and don't view you as like a worm or whatever the phrases are, Mm -hmm. um, I, I would like to change that. Like, we're not just these, like, luxurious bitches. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, I like the word luxurious. I've never heard that as, like, when you talk about Dom stereotypes, yeah. I've never heard the really? word luxurious. I love that. That is very spot on. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> luxurious <Yeah>. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't we could... think luxurious bitches could do what we do. Like, I don't think they could handle it. Nice, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds pretty nice to be a luxurious bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not me, but I'm like, goals though? Like, uh, we get, like, you know, it's, it's, um, you gotta be willing to, like, laugh at yourself. Yeah, and, like, you, yeah, it, we, we don't yeah. take it as seriously. I think that's, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, like, you gotta we're laugh. We're not, like, ego-driven, we're not, um... The good doms are not, yeah. anyways. Yeah, and there are shitty, there are shitty pro doms, and I actually just wrote a little review of Ooh. that bonding show on oh, Netflix. I'm, I'm scared to watch it. I know. I also <laughs> was. I, I, yeah, I watched one episode and just wrote like a little review of the first okay. episode on Instagram. So I got that out. Yeah. Um, oh, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we are. So we're at the end, pretty much here. So yes, tell us where we can follow you, how we can book you. All that kind of stuff. Cool. So I'm on Twitter, and my handle is at Domina Dali, D-O-M-I-N-A-D-A-L-I. And I'm on Instagram. Oh, sorry, I touched your leg. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, oh, Instagram. I am on Instagram as Them Fatal. It's them, three underscores, Fatal, with an E on the end. Um, and you can book me through the ritual chamber. Only contact me through there, please, as I will not respond to anything else. Me too, please. <laughs> Stop sending me DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um, fantastic. So, okay, uh, as far as my pro-doming stuff goes, I'm at the Lady Pim one both on Instagram and on Twitter. The Lady Pimp! Lady Pimp! <laughs> I should have been the lady camp. Oh, missed out. Um, for okay, for bedpost stuff, we've got Facebook at Bedpost Erotica. We have Instagram at the Bedpost Show. We have the Patreon at the Bedpost Show. We have the email at the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com. We have bedpost.ca. So many places you can follow us, people. Um, if you are a Toronto resident or a GTA resident, want to see the stage show, we do that the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theater. And uh, last but not least, if you are listening to the podcast, <laughs> which you are, uh, you'll be <laughs> hearing original music by my friend Stephanie Copeland. She's amazing. You can check out the rest of her art at Stephanie fcopelandmusic.com thank you so much dolly thank you so much this was such a pleasure follow dolly book book us dolly book us us together book us for a duo please it's a possibility yeah it hasn't happened you're gonna die of laughter (laughs) yeah yeah you're gonna pee your pants (laughs) we'll tickle you until you pee your pants sound like a good time (laughs) um and thank you uh, to everyone who's listening we will see you next week Bye. bye
this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.